Well, Phil, uh, that was the first time I got uh, exposed to uh, the Baha'i Faith was back in the early '70s when uh, I saw a Seals and Croft concert. And then after the concert, they invited folks to hang out to talk about what they were into, and uh, it was the Baha'i Faith. And I found it very interesting at the time. I uh, and uh, you know, it was a, a message of oneness, of uh, one world, one language. Uh, and at the time, it was quite appealing. I don't remember the detail, uh, but there were no Baha'i centers or uh, uh, or temples anywhere near where I was, so I never followed up on it. Yeah, I had a similar experience probably in the late 60s or around 1970. I was uh, I have a vague memory of of being in a in someone's apartment in Cambridge. I was. Uh, in the early stages of my own spiritual life. And um, I remember hearing about, hearing this guy talk about Baha'i, and I thought, oh, God, you know, here comes some religious Another guy. And, yeah, and he's going to proselytize, and I hate, you know, I couldn't stand organized religion at the time, and he's going to tell me they have the right way and everybody else is wrong, and, you know, I, I don't want to be bothered. But it was not like that at all. I was very impressed by the uh, gentleness and the sense of inclusion and respect for, you know, everybody else's uh, path to the divine and, um, so I was very impressed at the time, I, and I, I remember reading a bunch of stuff about Baha'i, but uh, never pursued it uh, personally. Right, right. I, I was, uh, it was the early 70s, I was kind of at the beginning of my spiritual quest, I had just started meditation, so I was very open to whatever, and it was all new to me, and uh, yeah, and had they had uh, uh, left some, some folks behind that knew, you know, could speak on their behalf, I would have probably followed up, I don't know that I would have become a Baha'i, but I would have looked into it. And then over the years, I've heard about it here, there, and uh, once in a while, but uh, I think they, they're fairly small in the U.S., and uh, they do have this spectacular uh, temple in Chicago, and, they, and probably in some urban areas they have some centers. But it, it, it's uh, curious stuff. And it did sound uh, uh, that Bahá'u'lláh, the founder, uh, did, did write uh, quite a bit, and, and uh, so there's probably a lot of stuff that can be read in regard to their teaching. Yeah, and I should we should mention that for people who um, <clears throat> might be listening in from India, there's a beautiful uh, Baha'i temple called the Lotus Temple in New Delhi, and I'm looking forward to uh, visiting when I go. What, what do the Hindus think uh, of uh, something like Baha'i? Do they... Is it an issue I don't know. I mean, I've never asked anybody in particular, but, you know, uh, most Hindus have you uh-huh. know, this sort of, it's sort of built in to the, uh, the sort of worldview of Hinduism to, uh, that there are many paths to God or many paths to, to, um, spiritual development and, uh, uh, unity with the divine, so I, I assume there would be a very respectful attitude toward mm-hmm. Baha'i as well. I mean, it's India is one of those places where people persecuted elsewhere have often uh, taken a refuge. Uh, in fact, in, it's interesting, in, in uh, Swami Vivekananda's opening, famous opening address to the Parliament of Religions in 1893, it's one of the things he says 
is that he's proud to come from a, a tradition that has welcomed people who are uh, being oppressed for their religion elsewhere. And he mentions the Jews that settled in India, you know, many centuries ago. And he mentions the uh, Zoroastrians who, you know, also uh, had uh, roots in Persia many, many centuries before Baha'i, of course, but um, they also had... Are, are they still practicing, practicing Zoroastrians? Yeah, from where I tell, I, and at least in India, and I think there may be some in, in the United States, I'm told. I'm not, I don't know enough about that. But uh, certainly there's, uh, uh, you know, there are people who are descendants of the, the Zoroastrians who found refuge in India. Uh, they're called Parsis in India. Mm -hmm. It's one of the, you know, so um, you might, you know, know somebody of Indian descent and assume they're Hindu, but they might actually be Parsi. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, w one of the things that came out in our talk with uh, uh, Glenn Fulmer today was uh, the, uh, you know, th that there is still a lot of religious persecution in the world. And, uh, you know, not, not in some mild way. I mean, people still get put to death uh, in Iran, uh, the Baha'i you know, faith, that that's where they have their origins, and yet uh, they're a very much, he said, I think there's 300,000 still there. It can't, yeah, be a comfortable life, can't be a comfortable life for them if they want to practice their faith. And, and you know, and, and uh, you know, we just cut a deal with Iran on uh, nuclear proliferation, and, and it had the, the Baha'i, like many other religions, had more power, more lobbyists and all. Probably they would have worked that into the deal or pressured the U.S. government to, to uh, fight for more tolerance for them, and you, you yeah, wonder well, what keeps those them things there. are pretty delicate diplomatically. Yeah. You know, we, we went through that with the Soviet Union, with the oppression of Soviet Jews mm -hmm. and uh, and others. You know, the Jesuits and others were very persecuted under the Soviet Union. There's just so many conditions you can right. you can lay down with, without expecting something in return, like. Um, you know, you you don't exactly uh, have a good relations with all of your minorities in America. So, uh, right, who are you to well, talk? Why should we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, have have there been Baha'i? Is there a Baha'i community in Israel? Have they sought refuge there? Well, I think he said that. Um, um The the main headquarters of Baha'i is now in Haifa, which is now Israel. You know, it goes back to I guess the founder uh, took refuge in what was then uh, Palestine. And uh, Haifa is now part of Israel, so yeah, obviously there's there's Baha'is there, and uh, they sound like they're welcome. Um, I don't know how it works out politically, because I'm sure people, uh, you know, there's people of different levels of tolerance all over the world, but um, they wouldn't be mistaken, you know, as threatening Palestinians by, you know, people mm -hmm. who are fearful of that or something. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and I, and uh, I don't think they they have meant much in the way of communities uh, throughout uh, throughout Europe. So it's uh, so yeah, it, and and I, I think probably they grow they grow fairly not not at a rapid pace, and they don't they're not the type to go out and proselytize even when you go and visit their temple. There's nobody yeah. there trying to sign you up or get information on you or, you know, uh, wanting aggressively, like a lot of places, a lot of Christian groups are certainly like this, where they're aggressively trying to get you on their team. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, so so I think it's something they feel that people have to come to on their own. And, and I will say this, I mean, 
the the Baha'i folks I I've met are very open, very tolerant, uh, very nice people. Although uh, it's mostly been at like their temple or at a presentation. I I right. don't know that I know any uh, people socially that are Baha'i. Maybe I do, and they just don't talk about it. But yeah. it, it hasn't yeah. been a common uh, occurrence to run into them. Yeah, but it's a very sad thing that they, uh, you know, a, a gentle and uh, progressive uh, approach to spirituality like Baha'i has to suffer mm-hmm. uh, that kind of oppression from uh, uh, a regime that <clears throat> feels threatened by them for some strange reason. Right, right. Like like other groups, uh, they uh, strongly believe that in the near future, at least in the next few centuries, there will be some golden age, some uh, blossoming in the world, some higher level of, of function, at least socially amongst people. So uh, yeah. let's but hope. But it seems to have a kind of evolutionary vision. It's not like, you know, a savior is going to come and take care right. of everything. Right. Yeah, he said that. It's not going to happen all at once. Yeah. It'll happen over time. Well, uh, very interesting. And, and again, I yep. recommend if you're in the Chicago area to go to Wilmette, just north of Chicago, it's a suburb, uh, uh, very nice town, and uh, see the Baha'i Temple there. It's really yep. one of the most beautiful structures in all of North America, I would say. Okay. Till next time. Another interesting conversation. Phil and Dennis, uh, uh, Spirit Matters Talk, spiritmatterstalk.com. Over and out.